Welcome back to Can You Believe This? The weekly podcast that brings you humorous interviews with fictional but fascinating people while exploring all manner of topics. Sit back and enjoy. And as always, please leave your feedback along with any great ideas of your own on my Facebook page at facebook.ca forward slash podcast 1955. You can also send me your emails at comments at canyoubelievethis.ca. Our first interview looks at the zoo in a different context. Today, we're off to Holyoke, California to speak to head zookeeper, Dr. Heather Wilcox. Dr. Wilcox, welcome to Can You Believe This? The pleasure's all mine, Peter. Now, I understand that your zoo is the most advanced facility of its kind in the United States. Not just the U.S., Peter, but we believe the most advanced in the world. Well, I'm all ears. What's so special? The Grand and Pearson Zoo is new and purpose-built to deal with the worst offenders in every other zoo. You know, the monkey that won't play with others, aggressive elephants, even groundhogs that won't share their burrows. The worst of the worst. This sounds like a serious problem. What have you done to help these animals? Well, we can't help them all, of course, but we are all about changing these negative behaviors. The zoo has been laid out like a supermax prison. Of course, we don't call it that. It has such a bad connotation. We're an RAI, a Rehabilitative Animal Institution. Every animal in our facility was unmanageable in their home zoo. How would you describe the measures you take? We call it tough love, emphasizing the tough part. Not a lot of love to go around for these angry beasts. Fortunately, they're already used to being kept in cages. Our chief veterinarian has some treatment theories he's putting into place at our facility. How's that? Dr. Jim, as we call him, has noticed that keeping people in solitary confinement for long periods of time turns them into animals. So as our inmates are already animals, they might become more human-like over time. They also have TVs so they can watch other animals playing together peacefully. That's certainly forward thinking. Dr. Jim also believes that some of their time should be spent in an environment that closely resembles their wilderness home. And we have set up just such a place within the confines of our institution. A release of aggression is critical. Are you talking about some kind of area where they can wander around? Of course, but with a twist. Our environment is purpose-built to place each animal with their natural prey. Every day for an hour, they're released to relieve any aggression that might have built up over the passing day. It also keeps the zoo in balance. Not too many monkeys, not too many groundhogs, and you get the idea. How many animals can you treat at one time? That's a good question. We don't know until we open for a few months. If we have too many, the overflow will go to our adoption center. We're counting on the big-hearted of us to give some of these animals a good home. Thanks for your time, Dr. Wilcox, and good luck. Thank you, Peter. And I'd like to invite any of your listeners to contact the zoo if they're interested in adoption. Next, we'll travel to the darkest place on Earth and explore a sporting event that's sure to please. As our listeners know, we are always on the lookout for interesting events. We're sure you're going to enjoy our next interview with Jim Burns. Welcome to Can You Believe This, Jim. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Jim, there are some very novel competitions, but yours has really piqued my interest. Please let us know about your organization. Where do I start, Peter? I'm a founding member of FARP, the Fraternal Association of Rectal Transmissions. We have members worldwide, enthusiasts really, of the great pastime of passing and igniting gas. 
Every four years, we bring together the best of the best from around the globe, vying for the golden butt, the top prize in our competition. I imagine it's a great achievement to make it that far. Our members train year-round and only the best make it through regional and national tournaments to reach world championships. This year, we are hosting the event near Roque de los Muchachos Observatory, the darkest place on earth. Why is that so important? It's all about how our equipment works. We need near-total darkness to differentiate the good from the best farts. This all sounds very complex, Jim. It can be. Farts are a product of the air we swallow and the food we eat. We don't allow our contestants to train with artificially oxygenated air, but the food they eat is up to them. A typical diet would include foods such as vegetables that are high in fibre, whole grains such as oats, beans, lentils, peas, and nuts and highly carbonated drinks for that explosive element. Let's talk about the contest itself. How are the contestants judged? Everyone must assume the butt back. Face forward position with arms and legs shoulder width apart. This is done on all fours on a flame retardant mat. A Bunsen burner is placed butt high and contestants have 15 seconds to blow the biggest fart they can. The gas lights the flame and a high speed camera captures all the action. Farts are graded on color, temperature and length of flame. Points are awarded for each element. Contestants have only one chance to impress the judges. Blue farts are what everyone is shooting for, and EMTs are in place in case any of our contestants sustain burns. What about contestants who try to bend the rules? At every level, we have proctologists on hand to provide an independent physical exam. We want to make sure that no artificial devices have been inserted, and that there has been no surgical intervention to give a contestant any advantage. In addition, we are an amateur group and sponsors are not allowed. In the past, some members have received hemorrhoid creams and toilet paper from corporations, and they've been disqualified. We hope to be a demonstration sport in an upcoming Olympic Summer Games. What about closing ceremonies? I'm glad you mentioned it, Peter. Following the close of competition, all 200 participants assume the position, and with Bunsen burners lit and in place, they provide one last synchronic burst of gas in a beautiful display of nocturnal emissions. They say the light is so bright you can see it from space. That's off to you, Jim for your tireless work and effort in bringing this amazing sport to the world. Our pleasure, Peter. This concludes today's show. If you liked it, tell everyone you know. Come back next week for some more great interviews.